Hello there, and a very warm welcome to episode 9 of People Soup. It's Ross McIntosh here. This week's episode is called Noticing the Cave Dweller. It's about how our minds might not always be our greatest ally, both at work and in life in general. Last weekend there was no podcast episode as I was in Valencia with my hobby and our friend Helen. I'm going to illustrate my point using my own cave dweller mind and how I responded in a particular situation where we were considering hiring bikes last Sunday. We all have minds that produce content that is designed to keep us safe and out of trouble. This is absolutely normal, but isn't always helpful. The content of our minds can influence our behaviour to such an extent that it can stop us living a purposeful life or having a career that matters to us. As usual, I'll start with sharing a couple of responses from my wonderful listeners. And this week, I'll start with Nancy, who's over in California. Nancy has been enjoying the podcast episodes and wrote, I just wanted to let you know that I'm really enjoying and learning from your podcasts. Even though I am retired and no longer a member of the workplace, I'm finding that now I think of being home as my job and my family members as my co-workers. So I've been trying to apply your information here. That's so great to hear, Nancy. And yeah, I guess outside of work, we operate within different organisations which could, which could be our family unit. And then first thing this morning, I looked at my phone and there was a tweet from Katharina in Adelaide, who was a counselling psychologist. She said, so glad I made time to catch up on some listening things. This is a terrific podcast. And Katharina also let me know that she'd emailed People Soup to several of her clients. Well, thank you so much, Katharina, for sharing that. And I hope they enjoy it too. I'd also like to recommend another podcast. It's called Metaphors for Life, and it's by James Hardy. Well worth a listen. Me and James are working out how we can collaborate on a future podcast episode. And the link to his podcast is in the episode notes over on my website at rossmackintosh.co.uk. So, down to business. We arrived in Valencia last Friday, and wandering round the city we discovered that there were many bike rental shops and some pretty good cycling infrastructure. Now, if you haven't clocked it already, you'll get to know as we go through these podcasts that I really love cycling. I suggested hiring bikes on the Sunday. Helen seemed quite keen. Manel had a shoot on the Sunday morning but thought it was a good idea for us. The most spectacular piece of cycling infrastructure in Valencia was for me in the Jardín del Turia. Basically, the city diverted the river that ran through its centre after devastating floods in 1957. The Jardín del Turia is the old riverbed and has been transformed into a variety of parks and sports facilities, including a really sophisticated and fun cycle path. It's quite an impressive area. Once the thought of bicycle hire had been suggested, I noticed my mind began producing content. I've got the type of mind that likes a good worry, and I'm pretty skilled at catastrophization too. Some of, my, some of the thoughts that my mind generated were, we might have to cycle on main roads to get to the main cycle paths. That could be dangerous. They drive on the other side of the road here. I can see many other people cycling of all ages, even families, but they're much braver and more confident than me. What if the shop has run out of bikes? What if Helen doesn't really want to go? What if the bikes have mechanical issues or a puncture? 
What if we go off and then we're late back for our lunch reservation at two o'clock? What if we get lost? And I'll stop there. That just gives you a little flavour of the content that my mind was producing when I was thinking about bike hire. You'll get the idea from this sample of my eminent skills in catastrophization. My reason for sharing this is, is partly to, to say, hey, you're not alone. If your mind does this too, it's, it's kind of quite normal and, and not odd or it doesn't mean you're broken. Why do our minds do this? Our Stone Age cave dweller minds were very much designed to keep us out of trouble and hopefully help us not get killed. So you and me are descended from a long line of quite cautious types, for it was the cautious types who survived. There were three main functions of the cave dweller mind, which I'm going to call danger, look out, belong, and more, more, more. Let me explain, starting with danger, look out. The initial purpose of the human mind was to keep us alive. The world was a place full of danger. The more that early woman and man could identify signs of danger and avoid peril, the longer they survived. With each generation, they became more skilled in survival techniques. Today, the mind is still on the lookout for danger, but our environment is very different. We're unlikely to encounter wolves or lions on a daily basis. Instead, our minds warn us to be careful not to be rejected, not to lose our jobs, or not to be humiliated in public. Think about me on a bike in a foreign land. This reminds me of a great quote from Mark Twain, which went, I am an old man and have known a great many troubles, but most of them never happen. The next function I'm calling belong. In the Stone Age, the chances of survival were much improved if you belonged to a group. If you were rejected by your group, you'd be out there in the cold, wild world with all its dangers. So the mind of the cave dweller was constantly comparing herself with the rest of the group and asking questions like, Am I fitting in? Is my contribution okay? Am I as good as the others? Am I doing anything which might get me kicked out of the group? How much time do you spend worrying about whether you are fitting in? Perhaps at work, wondering whether Helen or Simon really like you, or what your boss really thinks about you. Do feel free to insert any other names here. How much time do you spend putting yourself down because your achievements are less than others in your group? I'm not as good or as confident as those others out there cycling around the city, for example. This is particularly relevant in these days of the cult of celebrity and social media. There are many more comparisons to be made, and the potential group is much larger, and possibly unspeakably gorgeous, rich, and apparently successful too. The third function of the cave-dweller mind was more, more, more. The general rule for the ambitious cave-dweller was, the more, the better. The more weapons you had, the more food you could potentially provide, and the more children you could support through times when resources were scarce. The better your shelter, the more protection you could offer from the dangers of the world. Translate this to the modern world. We want more. Belongings, status, money, and a better job. This may satisfy you for a while, but the time will come when we find it's not enough and yearn for more. So what does all this mean? Basically, our mind is trying to save us from getting hurt. That's its primary function. You can probably spot that the first two cave-dweller functions were particularly in action when I was considering bike hire. Firstly, danger, look out. 
My mind was highlighting the potential risks and catastrophes that could befall someone who dared to cycle in the city of Valencia. And secondly, belong. My mind produced thoughts that made me think I wouldn't really fit in with these confident, sporty families and skilled cyclists currently navigating their way around the city. Our minds aren't trying to make our lives difficult. They're just doing the job that they were designed for of trying to keep us safe. We're not defective or broken. So what happened? I noticed what my mind was doing. By being able to spot what it was generating as it unfolded, I could say, hey, here's my mind, performing the function it was designed for, very effectively. Thanks, mind. I also have a name for my mind when it's in this mode. I call it the head of drama. It's expert at generating catastrophic content in a matter of nanoseconds. I can call it out and say, hey, thanks for that head of drama. Could you think of a bit of a playful nickname for your own mind when it's generating content along these lines that is less than helpful? Another way of looking at it, and I really love this one, is that our minds are like an overly attentive and helpful friend. You know that type of friend who's really eager to assist and offer advice at every opportunity, to the extent that they might become a bit tiresome? That's what our minds can be like. This is another opportunity for us to name our minds and call and call them out for what they are. You could say, Thanks there, my overly helpful friend. I know you're just doing your job. So, what happened in Valencia? I found a bike shop who rented us two bikes with admirable efficiency, and we spent a glorious morning cycling around the Jardín del Turia. It was an absolute joy. My first time cycling outside the UK. I was pretty darn thrilled, and Helen had a blast too. I find it a great exercise to try spotting my cave-dweller mind in action. When might my mind be producing content that isn't helpful? I was surprised by how much my cave-dweller mind could be influencing my thoughts and my life, particularly at work, and definitely in the development of my freelance career. So let's just summarise the key takeaway here. Our minds are designed to protect us, keep us fitting in with our group and motivate us to get more. Or as I put it, danger, look out, belong, and more, more, more. By knowing that this is just what our minds are designed to do, we're not broken, can we have a go at noticing what they're up to and thinking how helpful that content is in terms of what matters to us? I love cycling, but my mind was trying to protect me in a way that wasn't helpful. I call my mind the head of drama, and I also love to think of it as that overly helpful friend. That's about it for now. As ever, I'd love to hear from you. Can you help us all normalise what our minds do by sharing the content of your minds or the nickname you have for your own mind? I'd love to hear from you. And if you're willing to share, please get in touch at peoplesoup.pod at gmail.com on Twitter at RossMuckCoach, and Instagram at people.soup. Thanks again to you for listening and to all the listeners out there. The current top 10 countries listening to this podcast are the UK, the US, Ireland, Australia, Sweden, the Netherlands, Nigeria, Spain, New Zealand, and Vietnam. If you find this useful, please do share it, subscribe, and review. It all helps people find the podcast and perhaps hear something of interest. 
Thanks to Andy Glenn for the incidental music. Thanks to Helen for joining me on our fabulous bike ride. And thanks to you once again for listening. Have a great week and bye for now.